Hey, this is Brendan Gersall from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey Amen. How's everybody doing today? Come on, if you're excited to be in church today, come on, can you give the Lord a good hand clap of praise today? Amen, amen. We want to welcome, man, it is nothing like the house of God with the people of God. We're back, baby. We're back. Hey, and for those of you who are online, welcome. Hey, real quick, I want you to put kind of a black praise hands emoji uh, because Brent picked the right guy to have in-person services today. Thank you guys so much for being here. And, and I am such elated and so honored to share God's word with you. Um, I'm a married man. I have a wife. We have five children together. Um, I'm also 28 who have five kids um, and they're all from the same woman. So don't, so don't, so don't, don't look at me that way. <laughs> uh, but yes, we have five children and uh, we have Brayden, Hazel, Eden, Elliot, uh, and our last, his name is Jackson, and uh, our house is very busy, very busy, and you know, lots of ass does. Bradford, do you like kids? And I'm like, yeah, not really, I just love my wife very much, and so. <laughs> love you, babe. Um, and so that's our story. Um, I am the youth lead here, and so if you have a a student from ages 12 to 17, they are with me and Ron, and so we have the honor of doing, you know, doing stupid stuff together and, and having fun, but also making sure that your student loves Jesus and follows Jesus, because how many of you guys know that the next revival is on the shoulders of this generation? That's what I believe, and that's why I do what we do. That's why Ron does what we do, because we believe in the next generation, and so I'm just super honored to be here and super honored to be on staff, and I think we should take some time to honor our pastors, Pastor Brent uh, and, and Pastor uh, Dan. No, 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 come on, come on. They have served us so well in this season of uncertainty, unknown. Can you help me thank Pastor Brent and Pastor Dan? We love you, and uh, you guys know how much this moment uh, means to me, and, uh, and so thank you so much for believing in me, um, and um, yeah. Um, as you can tell, I'm a chocolate brother, so I need you like to help me preach today, okay? I know it's 9 a.m., I heard you guys are like the weekend warriors, no one respond, no one, uh, I need y'all to help me preach today. Do you mind helping me preach today? <laughs> okay, we'll get there. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61. I'm going to read from verse 1 to 3. And so Isaiah is saying this. He says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, and to bestow on them a crown of beauty, come on, but somebody, instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, 
a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, and they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. If you believe that, say amen. 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 I want to speak a, a, a simple word today on beauty from ashes, about restoration, about redemption. And I believe that this message today is not for the cute Christians. <laughs> this is not for kind of the people who got it all together. Like this is a message for the people who have walked through some stuff. This is a word that, that you have been marked by events of brokenness and pain and trauma and hurt and pain and tragedies. This is a message for you. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, God, we love you today. God, I wanna say thank you for just the honor of sharing your word today. And I just, I just say that I'm your son. I'm just so thankful for your love for me and, and your grace. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable and pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, we all say it. Amen. Amen. Would you look to the person to your right and left and say, it's about to go down. Have you ever wished that something was reversible? <laughs> There's a lot of things that I would reverse and rewind and, and try to take back. There was one particular moment, uh, we were having a party for my son. Now, I'm gonna expose myself, so please don't judge me, okay? This was my younger days. But we had a party uh, for my son, and we were ha just having fun. We were just enjoying ourselves, having a party, cupcakes, you know, the whole thing. And there was a mom of uh, one of the friends of my son's. And, you know, of course me, just being observant, I noticed that there was uh, uh, a bump around the stomach. Now you can kind of tell where this is going. And so me and my young, ignorant, foolish, dumb self, I walked over to her and I was like, hey, what do you do? And she looked at me and she crossed her arms and say, I'm not, you jerk. And my wife is on the other side of the, uh, the restaurant and she looks at me like this and say, mm, 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 you little guy. That was for sure a moment that I would love to reverse. We all have moments that we would love to reverse. And just this week, this is a moment that I would love to reverse. This is my son, uh, Elliot. I think there's a picture here. Is it up there? Look at him playing in flower. That was just on Friday. Don't you love how the Holy Spirit works? Look at that little demonic smile on his face. It's all right. Let's be honest here. Our kids can be demons. We all wish that moments could be reversed. We have wrong choices and wrong business deals, or we have a dog who ruined our furniture, or we have a son who went through the flower. We all have moments we could reverse. I think if we could get real today, there are some, some real moments of our lives that we would love to reverse. Maybe a wrong relationship, maybe a divorce, maybe uh, a wrong decision, or maybe a health diagnosis, or maybe uh, your, like your family. There's something, there's a part of our lives that we would love to reverse. 
But see, sometimes we would, you know, we would love to go back and change things and switch things up and rewind. And then we question, can God reverse this? Can God rewind this? But if you look through scripture, reversal is not actually how God works. Reversing things is not how God works. And we'll see in our text today, in Isaiah, they are kind of in a moment where they really wish they could reverse it. Of course, Isaiah is a prophet. He is prophesying and he's boldly declaring what God is gonna do. And so the first half of the book is God's judgment against the rebellion and the sin and the idolatry. That was some things that they could reverse. And so Isaiah boldly declares in this half of the book, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he, he says this, he says, provide for those who grieve in Zion and comfort for joy, to bestow on them beauty for ashes and an oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. This is what God does. See, God doesn't reverse things. He redeems it. God doesn't reverse, as much as we would want him to reverse things and rewind things and go back to 2020, don't we wish we could reverse and rewind 2020? We can, sure, right? But if you look through scripture, that's not what God does. God actually redeems it. He doesn't reverse it, he redeems it. There are some moments of my life that I would love and wish that I would reverse and rewind. You know, throughout scripture, we see, uh, I mean, from the very beginning in the garden, right? That, that moment of sin, that, that, that choice that changed history forever, God doesn't re reverse it. And, and what we'll see later on in scripture is that the coming of Jesus was the culmination of a great redemption. He says that I will comfort those who are mourning, that, that I will give them weakness for strength, that I will give them sonship for a orphan spirit. I would provide for those who grieve. God doesn't reverse it. God redeems it. And that's just the story of the gospel is that God doesn't just reverse our, our stuff and our junk and our past and our pain and our brokenness. As much as we would love to, God actually re redeems it. And that's why I think we love shopping and return so much, right? We love to return, especially Costco. Come on, somebody. That is a gift of grace unto itself, right? That we can take whatever we've, we've purchased and we can take whatever we, we have and we can return. I mean, we can have it up to months, months. And Costco will, will be like, I'll take that. I'll take it for you, right? We love Costco, right? And that's what God does. You know, if you look into this whole like return policy thing, right? When you return something, it's always um, equal to or less than value. True, right? And when we want to return something that's always a equal to or lesser than than the value that you purchased. But that's not how God works. God doesn't bend to our type of natural laws or to our own return policies. See, what Jesus will do is that what he will do is not give you what is equal to or lesser than, 
but God will give you and me greater than and more significant. That's a return policy that's not fair, is that our God will take our stuff and our things and exchange it for something more greater and more significant. And that's what God does, that God doesn't reverse it, he redeems it. And this is where we are. He says, I will give you beauty for ashes. You know, ashes was this thing in uh, Jewish culture where you would mark the head of someone for for those who were mourning, who were grieving, or who were kind of in a season of um, repentance. And so they would... uh, mark themselves with, um, with ashes and, and, and they would clothe themselves with sackcloth. And so they would literally wear their emotion. They would wear their sin. They would wear their grief. They would wear their rebellion. What are the ashes like for you? We all have ashes. We all have things that maybe life has burnt down or if we're a bit real, a bit honest, a bit raw, that maybe some stuff that you burnt down. We all have ashes. Maybe for you, it's, it's, a, it's a broken and failed marriage. Maybe for you, is you're in debt. Or maybe for you, it is a, a wrong relationship. Maybe for you, it's a divorce. Whatever it is, you know what they are. We, we all have ashes. We all have things that marks us, kind of the, the events and the moments and the seasons and the, and the brokenness of our lives. They mark us forever, it seems. But God says, I'll take that. I'll exchange that with you. Not something that is equal to or lesser than, but something that is greater and more significant. That's what God does. And then he says that I'll exchange it for your ashes for beauty. Are you serious? You're going to give me ashes or or beauty for ashes? He said, yep, I'll take that. This word beauty in Hebrew means a tiara. Oh, come on, somebody. He says that whatever marked you and the ashes on your head, I'm gonna replace it with something more beautiful and more significant, and that is a tiara, a princess, girl. Come on, y'all. God doesn't just reverse it, he redeems it. He gives us beauty for ashes. God can do more with our ashes than what you can do with your ashes. How many of us, we, we, we try to make our own beauty, you know, from our own ashes, right? As long as we work a little harder, as long as we praise a little louder, as long as we do all these things, then maybe God can do this. But this is nothing short of a miracle that if we can exchange, like this is a divine return, that I can take my ashes and exchange it for beauty. You know, the enemy like, will always try to tell you or try to persuade you that your life will, will always be like this, that your life will be damaged forever, that your life will be more broken, that your life will be this, or that your family will be like this forever, that you will stay in this space of dysfunction forever. But I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar and what God says in his word stands true, that God doesn't reverse it, he redeems it. 
Come on, y'all. Can you give Lord a shout of praise today? Y'all ain't helping me today. God doesn't just reverse it. He redeems it. And this is what God and only God can do for me and for you who is willing to let him redeem it. This is what he does. Only God can take something that is ashes, something that is dead, and bring life and give you beauty for ashes. The ashes that were meant to bury you is the same ashes that God will use to build you. The ashes that were tried to define you and shape you and tell you who you are and shape your family line and shape the generations after the same ashes that were meant to bury you, God says, I'm gonna build you with. But sometimes the ashes are required. See, when we follow Jesus at first, we, we kind of had this, this conception, this idea that my whole life was gonna be beauty, <laughs> right? Thank you, Lord, beauty, right? We had this, this misconception that my life was gonna be roses and cupcakes and perfume everywhere. But the reality is that sometimes the ashes are required. There are certain things that God will only do only if you walk through ashes. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself today. That there are moments in our lives where God wants to show you and, and reveal to you what he is capable of and he can only do that if you walk through ashes. Well, that's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> And some of you are saying, why God, why do I, why? And not trying to make light of the things and the traumas and the tragedies and the things of our lives. But sometimes we blame the devil. Oh, you, but God sometimes brings us to ashes so that he can show us a side of himself that you will never see apart from ashes. Sometimes God will bring you to the lowest of lows so that you can recognize who is really God. Sometimes God will allow a pandemic to hit you to make you recognize that life is fragile, that life is but a vapor, but there is a king who is still on the throne. Sometimes the ashes are required. Oh my gosh. God doesn't just reverse it he redeemed it. See, there is no glory in reversal, but there's glory in redemption. You know, Psalm 30 <clears throat> says this <clears throat> in verse 11. It says, you've turned my wailing into dancing. <laughs> yes, Lord. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and I not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. This is what God does. He doesn't just reverse it. He redeems it. And then Isaiah says this, he says, and then he says a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You know, this word despair means, <clears throat> means like a heaviness, like a oppression. It's kind of like described as kind of a lamp that's kind of like flickering and it's like slowly kind of dying. And he says that I will give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit 
of ashes. Hmm. Something external, a garment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. For something that's internal. <laughs> Woo! Y'all ain't hearing this the way that I'm hearing it. That God will give you something external, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Whoa, hold up God, I thought you would take my despair away. He says, I'll give you a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And if we were honest, some of us have been marked with heaviness, we've been despondent, we've been oppressed, and we're thinking, well, what's, what's happening? And he said that, that I will exchange your spirit of despair for a garment of praise. That means that despite me feeling heavy, <laughs> and not just physically heavy, <laughs> right? But he's saying, despite me feeling maybe passionless, despite the emotions of how I'm feeling, God is going to give me a garment of praise. That despite me feeling some pain, some anxiety, some hurt, some heartache, that I'm gonna still be clothed with a garment of praise. <laughs> oh yes. That despite the, the journey of what I'm going through and what I'm feeling, remember God doesn't reverse it, he what? That he will give me a garment of praise instead of despair. Have you grown cold this year? Have you been a little bit despondent this year? Has 2020 robbed you of your joy, robbed you of your hope, robbed you of your expectancy? And some of us were waiting for 2020 to change before we praised God. Some of us were waiting for me to feel different <laughs> in order to give God my best and to give God my life. But remember, God doesn't reverse it. He redeems it and he clothes us with a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. God will exchange it. God will give you a return for something that is more significant and more greater. This is what God does. He doesn't reverse it. He redeems it. There's this uh, Japanese art form called kintsugi, okay? If I completely wreck that, please don't cancel me, okay? Okay? <laughs> There's um, this art form called, uh, called Kintsugi, and it's this, this art form of where they take broken pottery, they take these broken pieces, and what they will do is they will fix the, the pottery, that the, they will fix this kind of this art, and they will put this gold glue, and they will start to like put it back together, right? This is kind of what it looks like <clears throat> over here. So they have the, have the broken pieces of the jar, but then they will put gold glue on this, this jar. And then this is kind of the art. And what's, what's amazing is this, is that they don't repair it so it looks as new. What they will do is that the glue will actually highlight the flaws and the pieces and the, and the brokenness. 
And, what will, and what's amazing about this is that this, this product that was once kind of garbage, trash, kind of over pieces has now become something that is actually more beautiful, more strong, more amazing, more structured. And what's amazing is that this will actually uh, um, raise the value. So what was once maybe this price is now raised in value because they use this, this gold glue to now put back the pieces. Hmm. See, God never, I mean, hear me, never, never waste pain. God will never waste ashes. What's amazing is that what we think of, of what we try to hide from God well, we try to say, God, I don't want to deal with this. I don't like this. Is the very point of God wants to reveal his glory. The very pieces that we say, God, can you do this? The very ashes that we're questioning, God, do you even exist anymore? Is the same God, is the same pieces that God says, I want to show my glory in that. You know, like my story is, I was raised in a broken home and had just a, a mom and a brother and my dad was not as, as present and so life felt fatherless, which that of course uh, led to a bunch of traumas and you know, a childhood brokenness and had addictions and f failures and, and plunders and mistakes and I had pieces. And I say, God, I just want to reverse it. I figure, I just wish I could just rewind and go back, have a new start, have a new beginning. And God says, whatever you want reversed, God will redeem. And so when I was 17, I had my son, I was a teen dad. And here I, I don't understand, like I'm, I'm here. How does God take our, our ashes and he gives us beauty? How does God take our shame and he gives us glory? How does, how does God take the spirit of despair and clothe us with a garment of praise and it's only by the grace of God? There's nothing we can do, it's nothing that we can earn, there's nothing that we can work hard for, is that God in his loving and his goodness sees my depravity, he sees my brokenness, he sees my failures, he sees my wrong choices, and he says, I'll take that. And he sent Jesus, he sent Jesus 700 years later from this prophetic word. And God, Jesus, the, the Son of God, didn't just reverse it. He redeemed it for me and for you, for your weakness, for his strength, for shame, for, from, from guilt, for, for his righteousness, that the God, Jesus, who knew no sin, 
became sin so that we, that you, that me, that we could become what? The glory that your scars and your wounds and your traumas and your discouragement and depression and, and what 2020 took from you. God says, I will redeem it. You are my glory. You are my glory that, it, that every wound and scar will be the very glue, be the very point where God says, this is my glory. Amen. Isaiah ends with this. He says, <clears throat> he says, and they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. That's the whole point. It's not so that we can kind of, you know, build our name and establish our kingdom. He says, I will redeem your life for my glory and for my splendor so that you can be a display of how good God is. So that when you look back on your life, it's not saying, well, look what I did. <laughs> I'm a great Christian, right? It's saying, look what God has done in my life. And I wonder if uh, some of you are mourning what 2020 stole it from you. I wonder today if 2020 kind of stole some, like your praise. It stole like your joy. It stole kind of your affection. It stole your expectations. It stole your hope. And I know, you know, some of us are in different seasons, but, but I know for some of us, we're still stuck in the ashes. We're still stuck in the spirit of despair when God is inviting you and he's inviting me to have a divine exchange. He's saying, I'll take that. I'll take those moments of shame. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it so that you can be beauty. There was this uh, word that was like, released over the last like, few weeks during our worship times. And one of our worship leader said this about, about the Lord. She, uh, she said, I didn't make the mess, but I'm going to clean it up. That was a word probably about like a month ago that the Lord said, he said, I didn't make the mess, but I'm going to clean it up. That's a word. Is that God is willing to be the ashes go to death, hell, and the grave and redeem himself a people. And that's what God will do. Ashes does not have the last word. Your brokenness does not have the last word. Come on. Your divorce does not have the last word. Come on, somebody. Your addiction, your, your hurt, your grief, your pain does not have the last word. Who has the last word? Jesus does. Come on. Your ashes does not have the last word. Your grief does not have the last word. Who has the last word? Jesus has the last word. What he doesn't, what we want reversed, God will redeem. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me? Hmm.
I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to make some divine exchanges like today. Yeah. <laughs> Father, we bring our receipt today <laughs> for everything that we want exchanged today. God, we have mess and we have brokenness. We have dysfunction. We have things that we would want to reverse. But God, you promised that you will redeem. And so God, we're not just asking, we're believing in the promise that you've set before us that you will redeem your people. And so maybe for some of you, you're like, man, I have some ashes today. Would you just kind of boldly just raise your hand today? Just raise your hand. Maybe in the chat, just say, hey, it's, it's, it's me. I have ashes today. I have stuff. I have junk. I have a mess. I have a wrong decision that I want to exchange today. And so God, we, we bring it forth to you. We exchange it to you today. That everything that is ashes, that is broken, God, I pray that you would bring such redemption and healing and show us what beauty looks like. Maybe beauty is a restored smile. Maybe beauty is, is, is joy returned. Maybe beauty is a, a new relationship. Maybe beauty is hope again. And Father, we just ask as we prepare for this next season of life, as we prepare for this, this next moment, God, I pray that, that we would leave the ashes unto you today. So God, would you bring your healing touch, bring your healing power. And God, we believe that what we want reversed, God, you say you will redeem. Lord, we love you today. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen.